0: I can still recall the five 50-somethings who walked into the restaurant where I was working as a server at the time. I was the next waiter up, so the host sat them in my section. They appeared to be dressed for an evening out, a movie or a concert. They're a pretty lively group. And I began to wait on them, and immediately I sensed the strong, friendship these guys had. Their love for one another. It was really tangible. Their joy, their freedom, their love of life. There was so much laughter. There were even high fives. They were singing to one another. So much life in this one space. Now mind you, as I was doing all this observing, I was doing this between my repeated trips to and from the restroom, to use drugs. You see, at this time, I had become a prisoner to drugs, and I carried my captor in my apron pocket. He demanded to be with me at all times. I could never leave without him. He forbade me to love. He forbade me to sing. He forbade me to even feel. As I continued to wait on this group, suddenly, out of nowhere, there was this deep emptiness that welled up inside of me. And I have to admit, there was even a bit of envy. These youngsters appeared to be so full of life, something that I'd lost in my addiction years ago. My inner core was lifeless. I couldn't remember the last time I felt real joy or felt happiness. I couldn't even remember the last friend I had that wasn't related to some drug space. My addiction had taken me prisoner, and life as I remembered it was long gone. Life as an addict was my final destiny. I would never, ever again experience the life that I was witnessing at this dinner table. My life had become a valley of dry bones. Now, that may sound like a really strange metaphor, a valley of dry bones, but think about it. I want you to picture it in your mind's eye. There's a valley and it's full of bones. The bones are scattered everywhere as far as you can see. Now, dry bones means that life, that death has occurred some time ago. If a person is now dry bones, they have died some while ago and now their bones are dry. There isn't much hope in dry bones. It's a picture of defeat. It's a picture of despair. It's a picture of death that had become my condition. Desperately hopeless. Now, you may sit apart from that. Your experience may not have been drugs, your dry bone season may not be like mine, but perhaps you've been controlled by some other things, money, greed, sex, the need to be in control, or perhaps the need to appear in control. Regardless of what those things may be, they're all a long, slow road to hopelessness. Life circumstances can even be overwhelming. It may be a work situation, a lost job, long-term unemployment, a financial disaster, a family crisis, divorce, sickness, or even worse, death. We feel defeated we feel there's no hope, we lose energy, we lose purpose. Our hope becomes that of dry bones. Everything seems to have gone wrong. Life is a mess, or at least it's not the way we want it to be. And you see yourself in a valley of dry bones. Well, our text today is about how God breathes new life over all of our situations it's a vision God gives to Ezekiel Ezekiel is one of God's appointed prophets the spirit of the Lord brings Ezekiel to a valley full of dry bones and in the text the bones represents Israel's hopelessness the bones are a glimpse into the depth of despair that has settled on God's people you see, they have been conquered and they're now in exile in Babylonia. Their temple has been destroyed. That was the center of their worship. That was the center of their faith. They no longer have that. Their God that they believed in, they think, has abandoned them. And everything that they called life is long, long remembered. They've become a hopeless people. No chance of revival. So, God gives Ezekiel this vision. It's a vision of hope. It's a message of hope. Because there's hope in the presence of God, saints. There's hope in the presence of God. There's hope in His Word, and there's hope in His Spirit. There's hope in the Word of God, and there's hope in the Spirit of God. Let's look at our scripture. Follow along with me if you have your Bibles open. I'll read aloud, you can follow along. Let's take a look at at, uh, verses 1 and 2. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. And he led me around among them, and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, "O Lord God, you know. Immediately, we see the presence of God. In verse 1, the hand of the Lord was upon me. In verse 2, he led me around. In verse 3, he asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? So, even in the midst of Israel's hopelessness, God is present. God is present as Ezekiel is carried to this valley of dry bones. God even walks among the bones with Ezekiel. The bones are scattered everywhere as far as the eye can see. You may look at your situations today, and perhaps that's all you can see dry bones. But as hopeless and desolate as that may be, and feel at the moment, the presence of God is there. And look at Pivot. Pivot is somewhat like a valley of dry bones. But saints, the presence of the Lord is truly in that place. So many men come in hopeless, lost, desperate defeated. You can see the anguish and the desperation in their faces. You feel the hopelessness that has plagued them in their situations. You can see the weight that weighs them down as they walk through the door. But then they walk into the presence of God. And we begin to pray for them. And I begin to see mothers weep with hope. And then they smile with joy. I see fathers begin to stand a little taller with a glimmer of hope for their sons. I see wives cling to their husbands with a hope of embrace. I see the student himself begin to weep tears of hope. There's hope in the presence of God, no matter the circumstance, even in a valley of dry bones. God's presence, offer us hope. And interesting enough, God asks Ezekiel that very question. Would you look at verse 3 with me? God asks, Son of man, can these bones live? God is asking Ezekiel, is there hope? Is there hope for these dry bones? Ezekiel is looking at millions of dead bones scattered hundreds of square miles, and God asks him, can these bones live? How would you answer that question? Look at your situations right now. All you see are dead bones. Do you see hope as well? It's hard to imagine dead bones having life. It's hard to imagine your situation even getting better or even imagining life beyond the present circumstance. Well, you're in good company. I'm in good company. Because Ezekiel couldn't see much hope either. Ezekiel answers with the only hope that he could find, and that hope is in the Lord. Ezekiel answers, Oh, Lord God, you know. Other translation says, O Sovereign Lord, only you know. Basically, Ezekiel is saying, Lord, I don't see how this is going to work. (laughs) But if it does, it's all up to you. Ezekiel is telling God that God's in charge, that God's in control. God can do whatever he wants to do. With God, all things are possible. If God wants dead bones to rise... Dead bones will live. Oh, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Come on, yeah, amen. (laughs) Amen. So the question, how can God breathe new life into our lives? How can God breathe new life over our situations, over our circumstances? Well, there is a spiritual recipe for that. The recipe has two ingredients. The word of God, the spirit of God. The word of God and the spirit of God. Let's take a look at verses four through six. Then he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, O oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. I will lay sinews upon you, and, you will, cause, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you will live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. First, Ezekiel is commanded to speak God's word to the dead bones. These aren't Ezekiel's words, they're God's words. Although God is addressing Ezekiel, the word addresses the bones directly. Dry bones, hear the words of the Lord. Saints, our first ingredient is the word of God. It's alive, it's active, it does not return void. It succeeds in the thing to which he sends it out. Oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Remember creation? Do you remember what happened there? God speaks creation into being. God spoke it and it was done. God said, let there be light and there was light. God said, let there be an expanse between the waters, and there was sky, and then there was land, and then there was vegetation, and then there were seas. Each time God spoke, it was so. God's word is alive. God's word is active. So Ezekiel follows God's instructions, and he begins to preach to the dry bones. Let's take a look at verse 7. So I prophesied as I had been commanded. And while I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Saint, the word of God moves. It brings about change. In the text, while Ezekiel was preaching the word of God, there was a noise and then there was a rattling sound and suddenly the bones began to move and they began to connect themselves together, bone to bone. I can recall my time at Pivot when there was a similar movement in my life. I'd been there only two weeks. Bible study There's a daily discipline at Pivot Ministries. Can I get an amen? amen? Every day we study and we read the word of God. And I have to admit, at that time, I had no idea what I was reading. I didn't understand a thing. I simply read it to be obedient. So I read the word anyway. I recall this one day. We were reading the Bible. It was the story of Joseph. Suddenly, there was a stirring in my spirit, a rattling, if you will. And then I started to cry uncontrollably. I had no idea what was happening to me, just simply crying profusely. But at the same time, whew, there was this quiet peace. Hmm. that was echoing to my spirit. It's gonna be okay, there's hope. Brothers, it's gonna be okay, there's hope. God, word, moves. For the past 10 weeks I've been taking part of, taking part in an alpha course. 10 weeks, one week to go. I saw a couple of heads look up. They know who I'm talking to. <laughs> it's been, a, this has been a, an amazing group. But I was really awed by Nikki Gumbel's story. Nikki Gumbold is known as the developer of the Alpha Course. It's a basic introduction to Christianity. Nikki was a devout atheist for years, atheist to the core. He explains, but today he's a believer in Jesus. He's a messenger of the gospel. And he explains his conversion happened after reading the Bible. He tells a story that he sat to read the Bible. His intent was to, to, to dispel it all. He wanted proof that the Bible wasn't accurate. But in reading the Bible, his life was changed forever. And Saints, the good news is we all can turn to God's word. We can all turn to God's word. It's alive, it's active, it imparts new life, it renews hope within us. So our story doesn't end there. There's a second ingredient. Let's take a look at verses 8 through 10. I looked. And the tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them. But there was no breath in them." I just want to pause right there for a moment. But there was no breath in them. So it's one thing to have bones sort themselves. It's another thing to connect them into skeletons and to clothe them with flesh and skin. But at that point, they've simply changed from from dead bones The dead bodies, they still have no life in them. The word says, but they had no breath. Let's go on to verse 9. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them. And they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. God simply breathed. On the bones. The Hebrew word for breath and wind are the same word for spirit. God breathed His spirit into the bones and brought them to life. Saints, the Spirit of God is our second ingredient. The Spirit of God makes us alive. The same breath that gave life to the bones is the same breath that gives us new life today. The breath of God. The spirit of God. And this was even so in the beginning. We spoke earlier about creation. In Genesis 2 and verse 7, we read, Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living creature. God gave man his first breath, just as God does with the dry bones in the desert, and just as God does with us today. He gives us his breath, He gives us his spirit. His spirit makes us alive, saints. Amen. And you know, as I was thinking about that truth, another often used metaphor for God's spirit came to my mind. You may be familiar. Water. Water, it's another metaphor for God's spirit. So I then remembered an experience I had in my mother's garden when I was a young child. My mother loved planting flowers and plants. She was a real green thumb. I mean, she could, yeah, she was awesome. I remember one spring I joined her in the garden and I asked her, could I plant my own little plant? And of course she agreed and she gave me some instructions. And the last instructions were, you got to be sure to water it. Well, I did that. I planted my seedlings, I watered it, and I watched it grow. I was so excited about my own little plant growing right alongside my mother's. But as kids will be kids, my attention span didn't last long with that plant. Before you knew it, I was somewhere else. But it wasn't long when I noticed the plant, and it wasn't standing anymore. It was leaning over. It was pretty withered, and it saddened me. And I told my mother, my plant is dead. I remember her softly consoling me, saying, no, it's not dead. All it needs is a little bit of water. She said, that's the secret ingredient for plants. She got some water. She put it on the plant, and she said, just give it some time. The next day, I came out to see my plant. And sure enough, my plant was standing just as strong as it was before. My plant was alive. And saints, in the same way, God's spirit is our secret ingredient. His spirit makes us alive. Amen. Amen. Hey. Saints, two ingredients. The word of God. The spirit of God. The Word of God gives new life and the Spirit of God makes us alive. And the good news for us today is that we all have access to both. We have access to the Word and we have access to God's Spirit. We have access to both of them through the cross of Jesus. It was planned that way, even from the beginning. In the book of John The first chapter we read, In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. John goes on further to say, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the Word. Jesus is our hope. Saints, while we were still sinners, Dead, dry bones apart from God. Jesus died that we may have life and have it abundantly. And now he dwells within us. He in us, and we in him. Isn't that some good news? Amen. Can I get an amen? Amen. 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 So, can those Valley of dry bones live. Can there be hope in the midst of despair? Saints, the Lord alone knows. It's in your dry bone moments. Speak the word of God. It's in your dry bone moments. Call on the spirit of God. No longer are we a hopeless people. No longer are we a hopeless people. No longer are we a hopeless people. Call on the name of Jesus. He's as near to us as our own breath. Jesus. When I started the sermon, I... I shared with you a moment of my life when I was in my lowest point, my dry bone season, if if you will. It was the laughter and the friendship of a few youngsters that, that shined a light on my prison to me. There I was in a state of utter despair, learning just simply to laugh, learning just simply to laugh again. Thankful for pivot, The Spirit of the Lord truly lives in that place. Saints turning to God's Word and calling on His Spirit gives us abundant and everlasting life. Together, together. We've all been called to live again. We've all been called to rise up, stand up, united in Christ as that vast army of the Lord. Amen. Amen.